welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having How me. How exciting, of oh. course. Um, so you can introduce yourself. So um, my name's Bailey. I am from Hoover, but I live in Nashville now. So that's kind of the connection that me and Taylor have. We're from the same hometown high school. Music, I'm a country singer songwriter. So I'm an artist, but I also write songs for myself and for other people and all the creative things. So I'm just gonna start us off with a quick little prayer <laughs> to get us going. So Father God, we just thank you so much for um, this opportunity that you've given us to be able to talk and to be able to speak truth um, and speak your word um, and give hope during this time of this holiday season. And we love you so much. And we pray that you'll just speak um, fresh words and fresh thoughts into our minds tonight and that um, you'll give us the right words to say and you know exactly who's going to be listening to this and exactly when they're going to listen to this. So we pray that you will speak through them um, and give them everything they need. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Well, the topic for tonight is hope for the holidays. And this episode is going to be about us talking about what what things have given us hope during this holiday season and since everything's just so different right now and uncertain um during covid and everything we just think that it's good to give some hope and encouragement during this time and to really just speak truth and light um into the world right now so how has god shown his goodness to you during this holiday season so I love that question because I was actually kind of reflecting on this before I even knew what the topic for this podcast was going to be because I was like, you know, and not just with the holidays, like this whole year, I feel like everyone's, there's just been a lot of like, just, it's just been really heavy, you know, and there's been a lot of grief and there's been a lot of just really negativity. And, um, it's, I mean, it's been a horrific year on so many different levels and from so many different aspects. And, um, it has been hard, but at the same time, it's like, I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, I feel like this year has been such a big year for me as far as like self-growth, but also like my growth as an artist and my growth as a Christian and my relationship with the Lord. And I feel like this year, as weird as it sounds, and obviously on a very smaller spectrum, focused on my life and what I'm going through, um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a year that I needed. And obviously if a year from a year ago, you would have said like, oh, this is, I'd be like, heck no, no, I don't want that. Like that's not the (laughs) year I want, you know, I don't want my my main exactly. source of income to be taken away from me because, you know, you can't play live music anymore and you can't do this and you can't do that. And, you know, absolutely right. not. But I feel like the, the, what the Lord has really told me this year is just be still. And I never have ever allowed, you know, which it's terrible to say, but I don't feel like I've been really loyal to him when he's told me things like that, or when he's said, you know, be still or yeah. slow down or like, listen, I didn't, you know, cause I, I am someone who's very fast paced. I'm, very like I feel like I'm always constantly trying to keep up with myself and no matter what is going on I always feel like I'm behind which is so ridiculous and I don't know where it comes from but it just it is a part of who I am and so this year I was like literally forced and so I don't you know it's like I feel selfish saying it but like also I want to like give glory to God that like this year has been kind of a good year for me like in the aspect of like my mental health and just like I feel like there were so many signs that I needed to slow down. I needed to stop what I was doing and actually listen to him and see where he was pointing me and not point myself in a direction. And so all that right. to say, it's like, he's kind of given us, you know, all these different things that have happened this year, whether it's, you know, through fin- finance, you know, finances, if you're, you lost your job or your parents lost their job and, um, or like, you know, if you're in high school and you can't do a lot of the things that a normal high school student did, you know, a year, two years ago. Yeah. So it's all really sad and it's hard and, and, you know, no one's trying to take that pain away from you. And it's very real. I totally understand, you know, but it's also kind of like, there is beauty through all of this that you have to look for because God is trying to do amazing things through all of it. As hard as that is. Exactly. Yeah. I think I completely agree. I think for me this year, um, I really had to, learn how to be completely dependent on God um which I think was big for me because naturally because I'm an only child I've always been just like super independent 
And I feel like growing up, I feel like everyone growing up is kind of taught to just be independent and like learn how to do this for yourself, yeah. you know, all of this kind of stuff. Cause that's just the way we're programmed yeah. as humans. It's just, okay, you need to like fend for yourself someday. Like you're going to have to do this right. and this and this, even from like just a young age, you know, just being like, oh, I have to learn how to drive, you know, um, and not to be dependent on someone else. And so I feel like this year, God kind of just sat me down and was like, okay, it's completely normal and you should be completely dependent on me. Right. It's like kind of like him, not that he would do certain things purposefully to hurt you no. at all, but there are certain situations that he'll allow if he knows that, you know, it can come, a greater good can yeah. come out of it in the end, Absolutely. you know, and he'll be directing you to something even better you know because obviously the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy Mm -hmm. but god at the end of the day will always redeem it and will always have the victory so i think that this year for me it felt like so many things were being literally just ripped from my life like just so many different things and i had to kind of realize like even if these things are gone, I know that that means that I'm getting closer to a breakthrough because I think as Christians, we need to realize that, you know, the enemy doesn't like us (laughs) and he's, he's not a nice person. Um, And so he always will come in forms of deception. He'll always come in forms of stealing things from you And because he doesn't want you to win, like at no point does the enemy want you to win in anything. And so he'll take any chance he can get to take things from you and um, make you feel less than or defeated and stuff like that. And so we kind of have to remember that the closer it's kind of like an encouragement for me. It's like, okay, well, I know that if all this is being taken from me that means that I'm just getting super close to what God wants for me. And that scares yeah, the enemy. For sure. I also feel like I had to learn that I'm not weak just because I'm relying on something other than myself. You know, like right. relying on God. Like I had to, which sounds so terrible to admit, but like I did go through a phase where it was like, no, 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 no. Like it has to be me and I have to do all of this because if not, then I'm weak or mm-hmm. if not, I'm failing or if not, it's like, shows that I'm vulnerable and I don't, I'm not good with that. So I think it's, there's been a lot of that. And then I feel like this holiday season, it's, you know, I feel like God has really kind of put on my heart that like, I don't know. I think I am so family oriented, like family is everything to me. And Mm -hmm. the past two or three years, I feel like my life really sped up really quick and I was going, you know, a mile a minute and I loved it. And I'm super thankful for all the opportunities and I would never you know, take them for granted or trade them for anything. But it's like this year has allowed me to really slow down. And especially this holiday season, I'm like, right now more than ever, I, I'm learning to say no to things and lean into what God is telling me and lean into Mm -hmm. what he's saying and like telling me to slow down, spend more time with my family. And it's like that he shows me these little glimpses or glimmers of joy that I'm, I'm, you know, I I can't hate my life. Like I can't be like, well, you know, I mean, I, as much as I would love for 2020 to be over, I think everyone can agree this year is not going to be missed, right. <laughs> but I do feel like there are so many beautiful things that this year has brought that it's about to wrap up. Like, I think, you know, I know there's a lot of evil and a lot of terrible things happening and terrible things going on, but I think that there are so many doors also opening that are allowing us to spend so much more time with our family and allowing us, you know, people are still working from home or people are probably able to right. you know, make it to Christmas this year because they don't have to be at the, you know, so I just think there is a Mm -hmm. lot of beauty through all of this that if you really listen and you really try hard to, you know, lean on him and actually really practice what you preach, you know, and um, because I know like Mm -hmm. I would always growing up or, you know, in high school, I'd be like, no, yeah, yeah, like I'm a a Christian, I'm a big Christian. And I was, and I always have been like, thank the Lord, my parents grew me in a really strong Christian family, but I still feel like. I, you know, was a lukewarm Christian where I would like say like, yeah, I believe, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I'm a pretty good person. Like, yeah, yeah. But I didn't, I was never really, I guess, forced to practice what I preach, if that makes sense. And I feel like this has been a year mm-hmm. of breakthrough yeah. for that, for sure. Yeah. 
I think for me going off of that like I always thought that like they're like being a good person was what I had to do mm-hmm. in order to be a Christian like I was just like oh my parents you know are both leaders in the ministry and it's always been like that for me and so like I practically like grew right. up in a church like might as well have been right. in a church um and so I feel like for me I've I was actually telling my friend this the other day because he was telling me how he never grew up um, in that environment and how, you know, he was struggling with finding a church that he felt mm-hmm. at home at. And that kind of struck me because I was like, I never had right. to relate to that. Like, I couldn't relate to that because for me, I've always been like on the inside, you know, like I've always grown up in a church and I've always had a church to go to that I felt like was right. my family with my parents both working in the ministry and so for me it was always like I'm either the one up on the stage talking or I'm like in the church choir right. or something and so I've never had to be on the other side of it where you're coming you know and you're like okay I love God I want to see what this church has to offer for me and I've never had to be on that side of it where it's like that can oh, be yeah. scary where it's like you don't know these people and you're just like kind of hoping that that's where you're supposed to be. And so I feel like for me, I was I was always like, I feel like throughout high school, I let so many things like just peer pressure and so many things like get me off track of where I was supposed mm-hmm. to be in my faith. And I just like the only time that I would ever like open my Bible was literally on like Wednesday night youth group. Yeah. Like that was it. Like, um, and so I feel like for me, like my senior year was like, this year was like the biggest year for me for my faith, because I kind of just like dived in and I was like, okay, what do I need? I just kind of had to have like a honest conversation Mm -hmm. with myself and be like, okay, where am I right now? And where do I want to be? And where does God need me to be? And what does he need me to do to get there? And so kind of just having that real conversation it's tough because you kind of have to just be real with yourself and you know, there's no lying when it comes to God. I mean, he already knows everything about you, everything you've done, everything right. you will do. And so, but I think that's also, I find a lot of comfort in that because you never have to be afraid that like, Oh, he's not going to forgive me. Like, Oh, like I did this and um, he's going to judge me for it or something like yeah. that. Because I feel like there's a lot of freedom in 100%. that. Because then you never have to worry about, oh, well, he's going to be mad. Like, okay, like he's going to be disappointed that you did that or that you strayed away from his word or whatever he wants for your life. But at the end of the day, he still forgives you and he just wants the best for you. And so I feel like for me growing up in that environment of being around everybody was in the church, I feel like. I was a lukewarm Christian for so long and I didn't even realize I was like not at all. um, It just is. Yeah. And yeah. And so I would like, I don't know, I guess I, I felt like I had to realize that being a Christian isn't about being a good person. And I feel like that confuses a lot of people because I feel like people from the outside, um, because I've had friends in the past that were like, atheists and were mm-hmm. other religions and we would have these conversations and just the the different like mindsets and the perspectives that other people give on stereotypes that people have like kind mm-hmm. of in their minds and it's like oh I have to do all these different things yeah on this list to be accepted and I have to I can't wear this at church and I can't look this way or be myself and to me it's like for me, I'm just, I've always said, like, who am I to judge someone else? Like, I literally, yeah. that's not my place. Like, that's God's place. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you just don't know what's going on with someone. And right. um, for me, I had to realize that being a Christian isn't about being a good person. It's about knowing that you're a, not a good person. It's about knowing that you're a sinner. And the good news is that God saved us, which is the whole reason we celebrate Christmas yeah. and this holiday season. Absolutely. It's like knowing that we're all, you know, we're all broken and we're all, we're all sinners, like you said, but Jesus, you know, 
he was and is a friend of sinners and you, you right. know, read the Bible and you go through all the books of the Bible and the different stories. It's like, <laughs> honestly, the majority of Jesus's friends were not great people, you know, right. like, and it, but it, he didn't love them any less. And he didn't like, I mean, he, it was just, he, he was Jesus. It's like, it blows my mind when I read through things. Cause I'm like, Oh heck no, I would not have been a friend to him. I would have not been right. a friend to her. like, I would not have gotten along with them. But he did. And it was just because he was just so he saw people from a very different perspective. And it's like you're saying, like, everyone has a story and everyone has their own thing that they're going through and their own battle that they're battling and their own demons that no one is aware of. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, on a bad day when someone honks the horn at you and you're like, oh, like I have my bad road rage as it is to be completely honest. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But (laughs) which I'm working on because not very nice, but. It's like when I've had a terrible day, the one thing that'll really set me over the edge, like I, I'm good at holding it together and I'm good at being like, okay, like, come on. Like, I'll just like pray about it. But then I get a, a honker and it just blows. Oh my gosh. It blows my mind. It like that just sends me over the edge, but it's like, they don't know what I'm going through. And like, yeah, I just right. off. So like they kind of, I deserve that, you know, but it's like all that say, you really truly never know what's, what somebody's going through. And it's kind of like, I try to take that into like, every situation or conversation I have with people. So it's, you know, right. someone for the first time and they're not that nice. It's like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because maybe they just had a terrible day and they were sick of putting the face on that they were great or that everything was like rainbows and sunshine. And right. But the thing is, is it's like, God knows all of our battles and all of our demons and all of our, just mm-hmm. our struggle before we do. And he's ready to love us through it. And he's also ready to guide us through it. And I found that when I don't really let him take control and guide me through it, it gets so much worse. And it, right. like, it starts as like a little rainstorm and then it like builds to a tropical storm and then it's a hurricane and it's a tsunami <laughs> and then I'm like drowning. So it's, it's literally, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, he, lo- he know he knew about it and he loved you even before he knew what you were going to be struggling with or the choices right. you were going to make that landed you in this position. He loved you so much. He was ready to love you through it. But it's like when you, have you seen that commercial recently where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where I saw it or if it was a commercial. It might've been on Instagram, but it talks about how we are so like quick to blame. Did you post it? Maybe you posted it. We're so quick to blame God. And it's like this big robot. And it's like, yes. did you post that? I didn't, but I saw okay, it. Okay. So it's like basically... Um, for the people who didn't see it, it's like this huge, like robot rock monster. I don't even know mm-hmm. who was supposed to be like God, like King of America. Yeah. And then it's like your, like your world is like falling apart, and it's this huge problem is coming towards your world. And God steps in front, and like the tip of it still touches your world, but like what it was going to be is like nothing because God swooped in. Right. But we don't see everything that he did along the way exactly. to like prevent it from being even worse. So we're like, God, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? And it's like, we don't look at it from the larger perspective of like, it was this, but it could have been this. Like, yeah, because we don't know. So I think, I don't know. It's like, that's kind of something that I feel like is super important for me to think about during, or it has been for me to think through this whole year. It's like, it is you know, it's bad. And there's so many things that I just am like wanting to put my fist to the wall. Like, please, I want this year to end. But right. it's like, th- there's so much that he has been doing that I don't think that we stop to really think about or consider that I exactly. think is super important to keep in mind. Yeah, I saw um, going back to how we just don't really know anyone on that kind of level that we think we do. Um I was just talking to my mom the other day, actually, about, um, we were talking about, like, how we don't really know someone, like, know them, know them, you know, because, um, she was saying how, like, you know, she's my mom, but at the end of the day, I know what she's told me that she's gone through, Mm -hmm. I know what I've seen, um, and the same with me, and so I think, we tend to think that we just know people, especially in this day and age of yeah. like social media. We think so much that we just like know this person and because we're seeing them on YouTube mm-hmm. or Instagram or Twitter and it's like, oh, like I know everything about them, like all of this different stuff. But it's like you don't know them. No. Like you're you only know what they're putting out there. And 
you just never know that like someone could be I think this goes directly with um Chadwick Boseman this year passing yeah, absolutely. um it just was really shocking and I think that was what what really shocked me was how shocking it was oh, yeah um and that's what really scares because, you is when you're like oh my yeah. gosh I had no idea or you know I yeah. would have never known yeah and I think that's also the incredible part of it is how just I think we tend to think that we know exactly what someone's going through behind the scenes but you take a situation like Chadwick's who had been battling cancer for all that time and when you look back at the timeline of it he had been battling cancer during all these movies that he was doing and just to think of like that strength and to think of like that you just none of us knew and so I think that that just directly goes with like how you know no matter how much like that person in your life could literally be like your very best friend that you tell quote-unquote everything to but you still don't know like you still don't know right oh this happened to you when you were like four years old because you didn't tell me or oh this happened on this day and all this kind of stuff like you just don't know and so I think like you know, I mean, I think about like social media nowadays, which is so like, have you seen Social Dilemma, the Netflix show? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I like want to delete everything after saying that. <laughs> Literally. But I remember like watching that and it talks about the suicide rate in teenage girls growing up. And it's one of those things where it's like, I like, we've all been there, you know, you're scrolling through Instagram and you see some girl who is beautiful and, you know, so just like right. fit and seems like they have it all you know they have the bag that you wanted or the shoes that you wanted or they're going to the vacation that you've dreamed of and it's like you start comparing yourself and you're like you know why am I not there yet why can't I afford that yet you know we're the same age or we're only two years apart exactly and it's like I I hate that but it is like you never know what someone's thinking in their head or what strikes someone you know or what you know it's just it's so crazy when you think about how like you said you'll never truly know someone so you never know what they're going through or what's hurting them, or if they're hurting. So you have to be, you know, you have to be like Jesus and full of grace and give everyone, mm-hmm. you know, equal opportunity to be, a, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I think I, it's really hard because a lot of times, like you, like we're saying, you don't know, but sometimes you think you know. And sometimes you think you know what this person's yeah. like or what this person's going through. And so it's almost like you kind of put a label on them. So then it's like you put an expectation mm-hmm. on them. And it's like when they don't meet it, it yeah. just makes it even worse. So it's it's like you have to have that same open – give them the equal opportunity to be, you know, something totally iconic even if you don't think that that's their circumstance, you know? Like, I don't know. I just – I right. think that's something that Jesus always did that is so crazy to me. It's like treat the people on the street, you know, that are homeless with the exact same grace and love and empathy that Jesus would. And he would treat them like a king, you know, Literally. as if they have all the potential because they do. Exactly. So it is just neat to me, you know, when you really start trying to get to like the psychology of all of it. Right. Because it's just so true, like how I think um, I always like say, like, who are we as humans to think that we like don't like that we shouldn't give someone else the same grace that Jesus gives us every day, you know, because it's like he gives us so much grace every single day. And like every, like, I always find it funny. um, All of these movies that are out there, like, you know, Groundhog Day and uh, kind of movies that are sort of like that. Um, And there's so many things out there where people are always like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could go back in time? And, you know, like when you take like a quiz on like BuzzFeed or something, it's like, oh, what what would your superpower be? Like time travel and stuff like that Um, or like starting over and stuff like that. And I think it's just so funny to me because I think we forget that you literally have the quote unquote superpower to start Um, over brand new every day. Like, literally every day from when you wake up, you have that, like, when the clock turns to midnight every single night, yeah, you have the ability day. to change things in your life. And I think we take that for granted a lot because we're like, oh, you know, um, this happened yesterday. 
um, like, let's say take today, for instance, like, let's say that I do say something to my friend that I regret. Um, then the next day I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't fix this, like, in right. that kind of mindset. And it's like, no, like, you have the choice. You're given a number of choices mm-hmm. every single day. You literally can choose to, okay, I'm going to apologize to this person. I'm going to make things right and make the most out of my day. Or you can still dwell on what happened yesterday. And it's like, I think a lot of people get criticized when they think in that mindset because some people will be like, oh, well, that happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a new person. But to me, honestly, like, I mean, like, I would say that like you can at any point choose to be a new person like you can choose to tomorrow like oh I'm going to completely um I'm gonna become a Christian tomorrow um I'm going to do this new thing I'm gonna stop um I'm gonna stop this habit I'm gonna go to rehab and change my life around like you can do literally anything and God right it's like none of your sin he doesn't keep a record of your sin you know it's right. not like you're going to do this terrible thing. And then, you know, in six years, you're a changed person and you're making great decisions. But it's not like he's like, I know you're pretty good now, but that one time, you know, you did this. And it just, right. it just doesn't work like that. And I think people forget that and they get so caught right. up in their sin and they don't want to start over because they're like, yeah. well, I'm not worthy. There's no way God could ever forgive me mm-hmm. or ever this, and ever that. And it's really hard. It's like, that's something I want to always preach to people is like, it's like you have, you have the ability to change your circumstance Try to be like patient with people mm-hmm. because sometimes I'm the worst about when people come to complain to me and it's like, I should see it as like a blessing and an opportunity, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to say it's a burden, but sometimes I look at it and I'm like, you have the ability to change this. So it's like, don't complain. You know, like I get so worked up about right. it because it's, I'm like, which it's so hypocritical because I've turned from God like too many times, but it's like, I'll be like, you're literally running yeah. from God right now. Like you have the ability to change the circumstance, change the situation. It's such a beautiful opportunity that you have and you're wasting it. But it's like, it's just, it's just how we are as humans. It's a cycle, but it's like, that's the beauty of your faith and your relationship with God, because he does not ever keep track of your sin and think like, well, that one time you were kind of astray for like 27 months. Like, you know, it just doesn't work that way. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> on your back all the yeah. time about that it's more like he's on your back about he wants you he wants you know for you to embrace him he wants to embrace you and I think that's something that a lot of people it's like a a spotlight it's like they they, they hone in on right. one part and don't look at it from every perspective and exactly and I think as humans since God you know saved us from our sins and he doesn't hold um, you know, track of or count of like yeah. all of our sins. I think that as humans, we naturally want to hold people accountable for past things, like holding grudges against people. And I think we kind of, in certain situations, we just mm-hmm. love to play God because we just naturally really want the control and we hate the idea of right. not having control. Um, and so I think that's why I've talked to people about this before. Like I've literally had a conversation with an atheist about, um, about this exact thing about how, um, I think as humans, we're naturally Mm -hmm. very skeptical. And so, you know, the way I've explained it to people that, um, don't believe in God is, you know, just say that God is just this man. Um, that comes up to you and he's like okay let's say that his name is Paul (laughs) Paul comes up to you and he tells you hey um, random guy on the street he's like hey I'm Paul Um, you know I have some good news I can change your life around like promise you literally eternal life like I can promise you the most amazing life um, and all this different stuff Um, and then you naturally as a human, we automatically have this response of, oh, what's the catch? Because we don't think that anything is Or if you're like me, you're like, no, 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 and you run away. um, That is me. Like if I, it's, you know, like I'm like, I just am like, I assume the worst, which is so terrible, but like, I'd be like, no, 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 you're trying to scam me. Like something's going to happen and I'm going to lose all my money and then I'm going to be home. Like, you know, like it's just, 
like you said, like we're skeptical because it's, and it's such a weird thing because it's like, why are we so skeptical when all of these things are right in front of us? Like, you know, in the Bible or, or in your life. Like, I think there's so many God winks that like, I found that I know that he's definitely like placing in my life at the exact perfect time, but I will just overlook them and come back later and be like, Oh my gosh, that was such a big God thing that he totally did for me. But I miss it because I'm like you said, like trying to play God, like I'm trying to be like in control and I'm trying to be the one that decides my future or their future or, you know, it, it is skeptical though. And it's also like, you're like, I've had a conversation with someone. I remember it was like my sophomore year of high school and I'm very like, I don't know. I will say like, I'm very, very careful when I talk about my faith and when I talk about things with people that I don't, if I don't really know mm-hmm. if they, cause the way I see it is like, if I'm going to be your first encounter with God, like I want to make it count. Like I don't, I don't want, like if you've never yeah. heard of God and you've never heard of, you know, Christianity, I don't want it to be that we're this judgmental, like I'm shoving this down your throat. And I think that's a huge misconception right. that we're like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a Christian because it says so. You're stupid if you're not. Like, I, I hate that that's like a, a stereotype yeah. for us. And I, I know there are a lot of us out there like that. And I hate to say that it hurts me because it's, just, it's like, that is, right. that's never how he intended it to be. It's never how he handled it. You know, imagine if. And I, yeah, I think like the actual like ironic thing about that exact thing is that literally in the Bible, God tells us to. Mm-hmm. you know share his word yeah. with love you know and like and it's like then people do the exact opposite yeah. and it's like hey like right it's like by where you reading the gospel is literally <laughs> to like love your neighbor and love them hard and and treat them with kindness and respect and it's you know to right. really just like show the love and the grace of god through yourself and and it's like when i'm around people like that i'm like like exactly what you said, like what version of the Bible are you reading? Cause this is not at all what I'm reading. And I'm honestly hurt if this is even a version, you know, like, it's like, am I being, so it is hard. Yeah. It's like, I hate that that's like, we have such a bad reputation in some aspects. Um, and so right. it's like, I try to be super intentional about that. When I talk to anybody who may not have had an encounter with the Lord or maybe they haven't, it hasn't been that great. And I want to show them like, Hey, like this is not what it's supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be, about, you know, you're right. going to mess up and you're going to fail and we're going to love you through that. Come as you are. You know, you don't have to fix up and be perfect and beautiful and yeah. pretty and with a sparkly bow on top at all. You know, like you can come to me when you are covered in mud and right. you're like beaten and bruised and you're hurt. Like I want to, and, and it's honestly like, those are the moments I want to be there for you. And I think that's also a hard thing. Like kind of yeah. goes parallel with the fact that when things are awesome, we're not likely to lean on God, you know, or at least that's when I'm like, when my life's going great. I'm right. like, Ooh, like I'm cruising. Like this is going great. This is going nice. And it's like, I exactly. will you know, say my prayers and thank God every night, but it's like, I'm not truly leaning on him. Cause I'm like, well, I don't have to, like, that sounds terrible, but it's just the truth. I'm like, well, my life's pretty good. I can't yeah. complain. Like I'm doing this and doing that and things are picking up. And it's like, and I always say like, God doesn't do these things. God doesn't like when people are like, you know, God just got me going through some things. I honestly think that the enemy is in charge of all of the evil, but God is there to help you respond, Yeah, you know? And so when people start to blame the Lord for that stuff, it's like hard for me to understand because I've never looked at it that way. And I've always been like, you know, it's like maybe he quote unquote allowed it to happen, but he's there for the response, you know? And I just think that's kind of something that this year is, is kind of been, it's like, has there been a lot of hurt and a lot of, anger and a lot of just negativity and heaviness and sadness and yes absolutely I mean I don't think there's anyone that can look at this year and be like this is the best year ever like aside from what I was saying earlier about just like personal growth like that's totally different but if you look at the events that have occurred and the toll that it's taken on so many different communities I mean it was a terrible year and there's no way that you know I think a lot of people were probably like you know, blaming God or saying like, God, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And it's not God. I think it's the enemy at work. And I think, you know, the enemy allows these things to happen, but God steps in and he's like, okay, you know, he did the evil. We're going to do the responding. And I don't know. I think that's something that this year is kind of also, I've like been able to kind of witness more of is like the enemy has just brought up so many things and stirred up so many things that have just caused so much hurt and 
the Lord has kind of given us this opportunity that I think it's more important now than ever to show the world that, you know, come as you are, like beaten, broken, upset, angry. Exactly. Like I know you're angry. And I think, and I think that's another thing too is, well, two things really, is that we tend to forget Jesus, uh-huh. his origin story. Like we tend, which I think is a good thing to remind us of for Christmas is that, you know, he didn't come into this earth as, you know, when he was here on earth, he didn't come as, oh, like just yeah, no. screaming it out above the rooftops. Like I'm the, um, I'm the son of God. Like he didn't do any of that. And he, he was like afraid to tell people. He kept was like, a oh secret. my gosh. Um, no one's going to believe me. I'm going to be, I'm going to yeah. be putting something. Like, <laughs> he was like, he, he was like, yeah. yeah, he was like, no paparazzi, please. <laughs> but um, like, I think it's just really cool when you think back to the fact that, you know, I can't imagine, you know, what Mary and Joseph right. could have been going through, you know, in that moment when, you know, she's about to give birth to him because just thinking about that is kind of crazy if you think about it in modern times because, you know, it says that, like, they were trying to find an inn to stay at, um, to have Jesus, and they couldn't find one. None of them were open um, or wouldn't take them, and um, they just had to have, Mary had to have him in a manger, you know, and when you think about the fact that, like, you know, no. this isn't like a nice place. I feel like when my um, youth pastor was literally talking about this this morning at church, um, how when we think about the birth of Jesus, we think of it, you know, the nativity, like, yeah. in this really pretty, like, um, kind of setting. But the reality yeah, of it is it's, it's like literally a barn. And like, you're in a With barn. like donkeys and horses <laughs> and it smells terrible. And... Yeah smells terrible like and then you think about it at the time that it was like now we oh, have yeah. even more stuff to, to you know like spruce up no. places but like like you can't then, bring a candle have, and just be like i'm gonna like this and... and so i just think it's really cool that god really did come as he was and he came he came to save us but he he came to us on our level and so like how he he came into this earth you know as the most Mm -hmm. helpless kind of creature you know because when you're a baby and this is like a known fact when you're a baby you are literally the most yeah helpless creature of all mankind because you can't do anything for yourself even like animals um when they're first born can at least do something like yeah even like tadpoles can swim um (laughs) and so i think it's really cool that you know, he could have came here in any other way. He could yeah, have no, literally absolutely. came here as a grown man. <laughs> um, but, you know, God sent him as a baby, as the most helpless kind of thing. And so, um, and coming to us in the way of like being in a barn, yeah. like so gross and like all of this different stuff, you know, basically coming to us in the dirt of it all and just being like, okay. I'm going to help these people, even though he so could have, I mean, I don't know if it were me, like I probably would have been so stuck up if I was yeah. like that kind of person. Like I would have been like, I would have been like, Oh, been like, like, all right. Oh, you're blind. Me. Like, like hold on, <laughs> fix that. Like, you know, like I would, I honestly like, think I would. I'd be like, okay, you're sick and you're on your deathbed. Nah, man, I got you right here. Come here. Like I would fix it. And I would think it's so cool. You. I wouldn't be like, don't you're me and my friends were talking about this the other night like how literally like jesus would heal people and they'd be like well what do i say and he'd be like don't say anything and i was like and i was like i feel like go tell them that like i'm a i'm a rock star like or like i were saying like what would you do if like and that's another thing i always think about is like if, if jesus were to come to me and be like hey like i'm gonna heal you of this and he's like don't say anything like do I just not say anything? Like, I'm just like, okay, like, all right. <laughs> I yeah. would have, like, broken that so bad. Like, I would have, like, we would have, in our time period. We oh, it'd be on TikTok. Be it'd be, like, one of those, like, media. trends. And then, you know? And yeah. <laughs> it'd be, yeah, like, exactly. man and then heals like, blind man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It'd go <laughs> so viral. And then, like, that's the thing, though. It's, like, that's how our generation thinks, though. It, like, is. And, and, like, 
it's just so crazy. But no, I, I think about that a lot. And like, he didn't, he didn't want the glory, you know, like, and so that's why I feel like, honestly, it's important. Right. It's so important for us to glorify him through what we do because he was so, he, he, I mean, he deserves all the glory. There's literally nothing in this world that any of us could do without him. Whether anyone wants yeah. to say that, you know, they're a self-made man or not, yeah. they're not. Um, they're just not. That's just how it is. Yeah. You know, no one is self-made. And maybe you think that because of your worldly circumstances, but you're just not self-made. And, um, yeah. you know, who provided you the opportunity to have that income and then keep it going, you know, Jesus, like God, like that's right. just the thing that's so hard for me to understand is people who don't want to. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too, a lot too. That, like I will be, you know, we were talking the other night about how I, I feel like I'm, I work a little bit too much and I find a lot of value in that. And, and it's like, sometimes yeah. I just step back and realize like none of this that I'm doing is because of me at all. You know, it's like, I've given this opportunity and given this yeah. you know, journey and platform for a reason, but it's not me. And I don't want anyone to ever look at it and just think of me anyway, you know, like, so. Yeah. I think that was like the exact situation um, of back in yeah. April when I first started the podcast. Um, for me, it's so funny whenever I tell people this because they're always like, oh, like, what was your reason for starting it? Like all this different stuff. And for me, I've always said it was honestly mm-hmm. just an act of obedience because I think for me at the time, I really wasn't right. in the mindset, you know, because at the time, like I was still a senior in high school. Um, we were literally quarantined and this was right when COVID was starting. And so I was like at home. Um, we hadn't even had our graduation yet. Um, and so for me, like starting a podcast of all things was like kind of the last thing on my mind right then. I had always like had this, you know, thing where I was like, oh, that would be kind of fun to like start a podcast or like something of that sort. But I didn't think that I was going to start it right then at all. Um, and so I remember thinking to myself, like, I remember talking to God one night and I was like, I don't, I was like. I don't even know why you keep on putting this on my heart. Like, I don't even have the resources to be able to do this yet. Like I was going to wait until like, I can get like really nice equipment. Just like I was bringing up all these different reasons why I shouldn't do it. And I think that's to me when you know, it's something that you have to do because I think as, as people on this earth, we tend to like, especially as Christians, when God, Mm -hmm has a calling on us and when we know for a fact that you know that's our calling that's what we're supposed to be doing or even it doesn't even have to be that major even if it's just like a simple decision like oh um should I go see this friend today or something like that or should I go to the grocery store today and you feel like you keep on having this tug on your heart Mm -hmm. for a certain decision I feel like we tend to feel like, Oh, no, I shouldn't do this. Like, I don't know. Like, God, are you sure? Why? You know, we keep on asking all these questions, but to me, when I start asking all those questions, that's when I know that I should probably do it. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, if I honest to goodness didn't think that this was something I was supposed to be doing, I wouldn't be putting in the energy of, asking God, why do I need to do this? You know, I would just ignore it. Um, And so I think like a lot of times we think that like, I, I remember learning in psychology in high school. um, Fun fact, I was literally going to be a psychology (laughs) major, but that I was like a little bit too much science for me. And (laughs) maybe not. I was like, just a little bit too much science for me. Um, (laughs) but it is something that I still do find interested in. So I like to research random things, but I remember learning that, um, we learned about an AP psych. It was like you, we as humans have exactly three seconds, um, that our brain Mm -hmm. processes, processes a decision and it's really cool. And it's actually like very accurate. I've actually like felt Mm -hmm. it happen now that I'm more conscious of it. But it's like when someone, let's say someone like asks you, oh, um, do you want to go to this party with me later? Your brain automatically is like, 
yes or no within those three seconds and your brain makes a decision within those three seconds you listening to that and answering it and so I feel like a lot of times when we hear something from God and it's like a question that comes up then automatically we're like oh like we know like you know your decision Mm -hmm. already like even when you you say oh I'm not sure like no like you know what you what your decision is you just don't know how you want to answer it based off of the circumstance or based off of who you're answering it for because it's like okay I know that my answer is no because I don't feel like going to that party tonight but I'm saying I'm not sure because maybe I'm wanting to impress my friend or maybe I'm wanting to do it for them or something so I just hate it when people are like no like I honestly don't know it's like no like you literally know like you you know if you want to do this um it's just a matter of you listening to it and to me any kind of uncertainty honestly in my opinion is a no because it's like okay like if you were I heard this saying once and it was like um uh it was like oh if it's not a if it's not a we're 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 gonna censor this for the podcast because we're young listeners um i feel like i know where this is going they were like they were like if it's not a heck no or no they were like if it's not a heck yes then it's a heck no and it's it's very accurate because it's like okay if you're not super over the top Mm -hmm. excited about something then yeah I'm sorry but it's a no like it you should be right you know when you want to do something if if your dad walked into the door right now and was like hey Bailey do you want to um go get ice cream right now like yeah I want to go yes (laughs) or whatever (laughs) so it's like yeah it's like you automatically know what your decision is and so I right (laughs) so um I think with God we just we like to ignore when we know Totally. That he's telling us to do something because we're just like, oh, I don't know, mm-hmm. like if I want to. Um, but I think that um, specifically like today, um, I I had to kind of, kind of getting back on the topic, <laughs> I had to realize that um, like I was, I was running some errands and then I saw like this mm-hmm. one neighborhood um that was like super lit up with all of their Christmas lights and stuff and I was like oh that's really cute let me go drive through it it's like this random neighborhood and I had this thought like while I was driving through it and I was like wow like I really Mm -hmm. have to realize sometimes that Christmas isn't about like the lights and all of these pretty things I mean it's really cute and really nice but it's like in that moment yeah, in that moment, I started to think about, you know, what those lights represented. And, you know, the kind of the thing that popped up in my head was like, oh, my gosh, you know, we put out these lights and stuff, you know, some people put it out for decoration. But at the end of the day, it really means that it's showing that, you know, we as Christians are the light of the world and we're supposed to be the light of the world um, and that we're supposed to be showing our love and light and goodness to the world that God has put in us and show his truth and his goodness. And so what Christmas is all about is celebrating the good news, um, which is that, you know, he's come to save us and he has saved us from our sins and continues to. And so I think um, I read today uh, about someone posted about how Philippians, um, is known to be mm-hmm. one of the happiest books of the Bible. And when you read anything from Philippians, it really is very, very positive, yeah. very joyful. Um, and I like it was saying how that's really interesting considering that, you know, that whole book was written in prison. Um, and I just really think mm-hmm. that spoke to me right then because I was like, wow, like, if I can't even remember, I'm gonna have to fact check myself on this later. I don't even remember who mm-hmm. was in prison during that. 
was it Paul? No, it was not. I don't know. Um, but I think that it's like if if someone could be in prison and be at like the lowest of lows right. of all circumstances and still have something good to say and still be like, okay, I'm going to give God the glory over all of this, then why can't we during this crazy year be like, okay, well, this is horrible. This has happened to me during 2020, but I'm going to choose to have hope and give God the glory. But that's also not to say that, you know, your circumstances aren't valid because, you know, they are. And I think we tend to, as Christians, like we're like, oh, like, um, we kind of disqualify what people go through based on what we've gone through. And we're like, oh, um, well, you know, you might be going through this, but you need to be giving God the glory at the end of the day. It's like it has a two part to it. It's like, okay, yes, but also don't disqualify what they're going through by saying, give God the glory. Because I was reading back to um, Jesus's crucifixion. And I think that it's really important to remember that when he's like on the cross, he's not sitting there and being like, oh, thank you, God, like for, you know, allowing me to go through this and like all of this different stuff. Like, he's not like, wow, like, I'm so glad that like, I'm bleeding to death right now. (laughs) Like, all of this different stuff. Like, no, like, he's literally saying, Mm -hmm. like, God, why have you forsaken me? And I think that's really important to remember because of what he went through just for us and he didn't have to go through that at all um and the fact that you know he wasn't sitting there being like and sugarcoating it and being like oh god like I love you so much thank you so much um for everything all this different stuff like no he Mm -hmm. was in such a place of pain that he truly felt like his own father had betrayed him for making him go through that and so I think it's really important to remember that we just, we do need to give God the glory, but it's also not like shameful to yeah be mad <laughs> like at God for certain circumstances, because I think we're always like, oh, like I shouldn't be mad at him for this. It's not his fault. Like, no, it's not his fault, but it's also not your fault for having emotions and having feelings. Like, I think we for some reason, I think we're kind of programmed to think that like God is this, like, I mean, he's very gentle. Mm-hmm. He's very sweet, but he's not fragile. Yeah. Like I think we're always like, Oh, he has human emotions and he's going to get his feelings hurt. If I'm like yelling and like screaming at him what? and like crying out and being like, what, why are you letting me go through this? Like, no, like he can handle what you're going through. He can handle you yelling at him. He can handle your questions right. and your doubts and your fears and all of that, you know, it's like, if you're feeling like I was talking to my friend once and this was like an honest conversation. She was like, Taylor, I'm just really doubting um, that God's real. Mm-hmm. And she was like really going through that. Um, and, you know, what I told her was, it's just like, okay, that's completely valid. And you have the right, right to question things what makes you think that you can't yeah. tell yeah, him, to him that you're yeah. doubting him? Yeah. Like literally just say, Hey God, I don't really know what to say right now. I don't know how to pray right now, but, and I'm starting to have doubts about you. So I need you yeah. to show me your presence. I need you to mm-hmm. help me. Like, like we said earlier, we tend to not want to be deep on someone else and we don't want to open up and be vulnerable about that kind of stuff but it's like it's real and you know you need it's okay to not be okay with God like you don't have to be perfect and be like oh heavenly father art thou like no (laughs) like for me it's always funny because whenever people like hear me pray and stuff it's it's super funny because um depending on the day really I just I mean just like with humans, we have certain yeah. like nicknames for people in our life. Um, and I think it's the same way with Jesus for me. Like sometimes I'll literally be like praying at something. I'll be praying at church. And yeah, I'll be like, like, 
what's up guys it is, like, like it is, <laughs> that's the thing though it's like, like you don't have to be super formal like a dear heavenly thought like I mean that's great and like obviously but it's like as long as you're having that open honest communication with him and that conversation like he shows up yeah. you know he's there and it doesn't matter you know how you approach it or no, there's yeah. no I always tell people like there's no right or wrong prayer there's no right or wrong way to pray and there's no formula that's going to make God listen right. harder or want to answer you more. It's not, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's like exactly. he looks at you and he looks at your heart and he looks at, you know, you as your daughter or your son and he wants to scoop you up and help you. And he's not going to be like, I'd love to help you, but you know, your prayer today was just a little bit casual or, you know, your prayer today wasn't exactly what I had in mind. So try hard <laughs> next time. It just doesn't work like that with him. And I think that that's so, it's so important right. for people to also know, like, same thing as like when people are like, oh, I don't have a, like, you know, I remember I invited someone to church when I was like in eighth grade um, mm-hmm. and he didn't have any of the, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess like what people have in their mind is their common church clothes. Um, and he was so afraid he didn't want to come. Yeah. He was like, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to go. I don't really want to go. You know, I don't, I don't have, and I was like, no, like literally as long as you're wearing like pants and a shirt, like you are welcome, come on, you know? And, and it is, yeah. it's like, yes, like it's come as you yeah. are. I mean, that's the biggest thing to me. Like, I don't care what you show up at your church in at all. I mean, as long as it's, you know, yeah. clothes and you're fully covered, but, um, but it's like, right. I don't think that matters. <laughs> you know, you and wear jeans and a t-shirt, like wear jeans and a t-shirt. What matters is that yeah. you're showing up for God and you're showing up and you're putting in that effort because you want that relationship and you want this yeah. to work. And that's all that matters. And this is kind of, um, off topic, but I remember just today I was at Target and something um like how you said for you like one of your pet peeves or things that makes you um like get road rage yes. is when people honk um for me <laughs> during this holiday season when I was in Target earlier I saw like I was in like the Christmas decor section and there was like this little like banner thing that said like uh-huh. Merry Xmas or something. Yep. That gets me too. And it like, <laughs> it, it like, triggers me. I'm like, why are you taking the Christ out of Christmas? Like it just like triggered me so much. And I honestly think that when I was younger, I yeah. didn't really understand why that was an issue as Christians. Like I, I always, like, I just went along with it. Like, if people said that or if, like, it was written on something, I like, I didn't really think the X meant a bunch of it, but now. Way. So I was like, that's short. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Like, and then my yeah. mom was like, well. But, yeah, but yeah. then when I grew up and I realized, I was like, wow. I was like. like offended. Yeah. I was like. Yes. um Yeah. I was like. The fact I was like, now I was like, wow, yeah. people are really being bold about like, yeah, no, it's like they're. I remember the first time I really realized what I was it was. Like, I was like, Dang. that is so sad. Like, like, what does this mean? They just don't believe in Jesus. Like, they right. just think what? Like, it was like hard for me. It, like, hurt me because I was like, I felt like betrayed because I was like, I just thought the ex was like a cute way to say Christ in yeah. some weird way. Like, I don't know. We have weird. Us humans have really weird yeah. tendencies to like make weird lingos up so I was like oh it's like a new synonym like a new I don't know yeah and I remember when my mom was like well no you know we don't have to do that because that's taking the Christ out of Christmas and that's the reason for the season and I just remember being like oh like feeling betrayed and then I would like like this sounds terrible but like my friends who like didn't know what it was if they said it I'd be like oh you are literally gonna go to hell. like you know what I mean like I, I was the one that was judging like I can't know what that means yet but when yeah. you find out and but that bothered me so bad it's like it's just interesting to me like to me I can't ever like imagine mm-hmm. Jesus not being the reason for the season and I guess I mean for some people that don't believe in God I guess for them it's just like oh well yeah you know let me just take this out of there but mm-hmm. I don't know that just kind of rubs me the wrong way like how there's like certain people that I've had encounters with where like I'm a very like non 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 like, uh, what <laughs> non <laughs> right non judgmental person, but I think that there's just certain things that yeah. really just like ooh just make me like tick. But um to wrap us up, um 
I wanted to ask you, what are some new traditions that you've started this season in place of maybe old so, traditions um, that you can't do this year? We always, we do like a really huge, like for Thanksgiving, we do a really big um, bonfire. You know, mm-hmm. we'll do like our like smaller, like immediate family and then all of our extended family comes and we have a huge bonfire and right. so much fun. But this year, um, obviously, you know, we weren't allowed to do that and there were just, there's just too many components that it just didn't make sense because we have, you know, our grandparents and you right. know, grandparents and then we have little, you know, it just didn't make sense for there to be so right. many people at a bonfire right now. Um, and we didn't want to be the ones, you know, end up on the news. Right. What in the world? Um, but so we <laughs> kind of did this thing where we did, you know, a smaller intimate thing and it doesn't really sound like anything special, but it's not something we've ever done. And like, we obviously love spending time with our extended family so much, but you know, having to put so much more emphasis on our more like immediate, you know, circle of my first cousins, my aunts and uncles. Um, yeah, it was really nice. Cause it's like, you know, for so long we've, we just, my family's so big and we're so all so close. Like even right. my six cousins are as close as my first cousins, but it doesn't make sense. You know, when people start having more kids, yeah. it's like, Oh my gosh, we're getting to the hundreds. Like this is not okay. But so it's like, as, as you know, a lot of people, it's their normal to just hang out with their immediate family on, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's just not ours, but it's kind of our new normal. And we loved it. You know, it was a lot more chill, a lot more, um, you know, like slowed down and you're not playing the catch up of like, oh, I haven't seen you in a year. What's new? Right. Like, you know, like, um, so that was really nice. And, um, yeah, <laughs> we, my family, we love to travel. Like our biggest thing is, you know, memories, like presents are awesome but memories are just so much more like it's something that I will yeah. you know cherish the rest of my life so we are right. putting more emphasis on like going to like driving up to the like mountains and um we made a thing we're going to do it every year is just drive up to the mountains you know yeah. kind of last minute and spontaneous and just lock ourselves in for the weekend obviously there's not much to do right now so you know we lock ourselves up or we go hiking <laughs> and it kind of forces you to you know you have a, a whole night where it's no phones nothing it's just board games and just things like that that I think, you know, we put emphasis on hanging out with each other, but we really didn't put yeah. emphasis on, you know, really checking in to each other and how they're doing. And, you know, now I'm, I live in Nashville and my, one of my younger sisters, she goes to Auburn and then my other sister's still at home. She's in high school or middle school, about to be in high school. So we're spread out now and there's, you know, we're all still super close, but there's time that we're, we are missing. And so um, I think we're just kind of putting more emphasis on those, like, you know, checking out moments where you know get rid of your phone and dive into some cards or a board or some kind of just something so that's kind of what we're doing um just a lot of making more memories than we normally would right I love that yeah for me um I think for me and my family we've always done like the big like usually for Thanksgiving and Christmas we would go to um Texas um because my (laughs) My grandparents live in Arkansas because that's where we're from. And, um, but my mom's brother's okay. family lives in Arlington, Texas. Um, and so, which is like right next to Dallas. And so, um, every single year we would go there usually. And usually I also would have gone there during the summer. Um, and spend like the whole summer there and in Arkansas. Right. Um, but since that didn't happen, we um, definitely put more emphasis on like having yeah. um, our scheduled Zoom and FaceTimes, <laughs> which was really funny and interesting because we had never had literally ever oh had like either, a whole and I'm family to Zoom it. call. <laughs> and it was right, but it was just really funny like seeing the whole family on the zoom yeah. call and everyone just like figuring it all out and we were all like we were like what the yeah, heck why don't fun. we do this more they're often so like fun. doing these little well, checkups like this zoom call, but i feel like we, we we are very um very active in our group messages for texting to a point where i'm like i love y'all but do not disturb is a <laughs> yes. very 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 nice factor or feature but <laughs> um but no, I, I feel like expected. that's what we were talking about doing for, it is really sad because so my, I only have one um, set of grandparents that are still living and they live down at our river house. And so we usually, mm-hmm. I mean, usually, honestly, like obviously we're there for the summer, but in the winter, I love it so much because we go down there and we have a fire and it's been really hard. You know, like I always would try to at least go and spend the night there once a week 
Um, right. And, you know, when I moved away, I'd come home on weekends and every time I was home, I'd make one night a night devoted to seeing them. And it's so sad because it's like, we'll go down there, but, you know, you have to, you can't go in right. the house and six feet apart. And it's so hard because my family is such a, like, loving, like, hugs, you know, like, yeah, it's just it. So it's, like, so hard, but it's, like, we understand and we get it. Right, me too. Um, but it's, like, I, it is so sad because it's, like, ugh, like, it's like these are the moments you just want to go and like be, you know, with family. And it's like, in a sense, you can't really do that, you know? So it's like, oh. Right. Um, I yes. wanted to end this off on a little scripture to encourage us. So the scripture that I found today is Proverbs 17, 22. And we love everything from Proverbs. So um, it says, a merry heart does good like medicine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we made it work. Right. For sure. Yes, Bye. so glad you were here.